Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Jessica Welton, Rob Devine, Andrew Mitchell, Robert, B-Money Brooks, and all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you, yes you the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Scott Baldwin, how are you, man? I'm, I'm good. We got to finally talk. Yeah, we've tried to get this interview for a while. <laughs> like back and forth, it was like miscommunication for like a month. <laughs> this better be good. Pressure's on, Scott. This better be good. I don't want to really let him down. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like embellish, <laughs> make some things up. Did you just recently yeah. win UTMB? <laughs> At this point, I don't think I have to. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, Scott, let's let's start right from the beginning. Where is home for you? I live in uh, Newtown, PA. Uh, it's a suburb of Philadelphia. Okay. So I'm about 40 minutes north of Philly. Did you grow up there? Have you always lived there? Yeah, I always grew up here. It used to be, I, I'm 48 years old. Um, so it used to be nothing but farmland. Mm-hmm. Nothing but farms. Green, I lived across the street from a farm. I lived next to a farm. I didn't have an address until I was 10 years old. I just had a rural, I had a rural root number. And then one day I see my dad painting 1056 on the mailbox. So I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm like, all right, great. So and now it's just nothing but luxury townhomes and really bad chain restaurants. <laughs> Everything it's, you possibly want. <laughs> just basically this is, what this is what it's become. Chain restaurants and townhomes that I can't afford. <laughs> Were you always athletic growing up? Were you a runner as a child? I did. I honestly, I did nothing. I I played soccer. I did like the usual kid, you know, soccer, baseball. Never thought of running ever. And in, in my mind, I'm still not a runner. <laughs> but I'm like competing all the time. But in my head, I feel like. Uh, I see these guys at the races. I'm like, do I belong here? (laughs) And I know I shouldn't feel that way by now. That's interesting that, because like how many, and I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm not going to go on your ultra sign up and count and go like, you missed a couple or you added a few. I I mean, I, uh, the window from what I've, because I've, you know, I've been listening to a bunch of your different podcasts. Yeah. Different. And they all, you know, they're all doing the, God knows how many. Um, I'm I'm relatively new mm-hmm. to this. I just um, I get to my backstory <laughs> how I got there. Yeah. But um, I did my first ultra thon marathon. I did it in um, May. I did the uh, the dirty German 50k. Yes. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> there's now they got the guy the accordion player and then it's uh, started by a a runner and then a baker so you got great food <laughs> when, when you're done what more could you possibly and want I signed up they're going to do the dirty Austrian at 
the end of October. So I signed up for that. That's a 60K. Um, I just got done doing a, uh, a 12-hour. Mm-hmm. So I did. I finished with 42 miles doing that. So basically, <laughs> to sum it up, I started running two years ago, like mm-hmm. really getting into it. Because um, uh, I was weighing, I weighed two hundred and twenty pounds. Okay. At one point. What? What's? How, how tall are you? I'm five six. Okay, so that that is because I I was two hundred and twenty pounds, but I'm six foot one, so I carry it. Yeah, so. a lot better. When you're five foot <laughs> yeah. six and you're two twenty, it's pretty big. Yeah, I was a big. Yeah, I, yeah. Those are a few times when any any big person has those few moments. It's like I saw a photo of myself, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what have I done? And then there was a Christmas <laughs> – this is what got me going. Christmas morning one night or one morning, uh, we are all – the families were all sitting around opening gifts, and my, <laughs> my mom hands me my gift. It's this huge box, and I'm like, oh, what could this be? I open it up, and it's – stacks of 2xl shirts and she says well your shirts have been looking pretty tight lately (laughs) (laughs) she was never one to mince words oh my oh my god and like you know there wasn't that like moment when like oh somebody gets a gift of like oh that's so nice (laughs) so the the drive home and i'm just like oh my god Is that the worst Christmas gift I've ever got? Your mom is a savage. Yeah, but your mom is a savage, Scott. Like, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, she what? just lets you, she just hits you on the side of the head with it. The, um, the expression, wait till your father gets home, that did not exist in my home. <laughs> it was, wait till your mom gets home. I was scared to death of her growing up. Scared to death. Wow. So, <laughs> so so you had gotten bigger but than I you thought. Been. Yeah. Bigger than I guess, but <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Mom mom raised you to, to have a real a real thick skin with with her throwing down like that. <laughs> so so how many years ago is this Christmas? The Christmas that your mom gave you the present of a reality check? Ugh. God, um, probably like four, four years ago, it probably was. Okay. Um, so I, I was drinking, I mean, I wasn't overboard drinking, Mm -hmm. but my girlfriend was, so she was drinking quite a bit and I was working as a wine and spirits rep, sales rep, which didn't help the whole cause. No, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> and we lived between a wine and spirits store and a distillery, which also did not help the cause. No. <laughs> Geographically, I was screwed. Yeah. So, um, and as they say, you're the average of the five people you associate with the most. So I was going to work and meeting with bar managers and then coming home and seeing her and her drinking. Yeah. So... It kept going, and then the whole Christmas happened. And um, uh, you wake up one morning, and you have to ask yourself the hard questions. You know, you're not going to like the answers, but you got to ask yourself. And I was like, "Is this?" I woke up with a hangover, and I'm like, "Is this? This is the stupidest thing I could just keep doing." Yeah. Cold turkey. I quit. She continued, so she got worse and worse, and. I was getting healthier and healthier. Right. I started the usual, you know, people who are like that size start by like walking, you know, and then it picks up and they're and they're, they start running. So, like I said, she got worse and she finally she passed away from alcoholism. So, and she died in hospice at her mom's house. Oh, so he was only forty eight. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it, like, I, you know, when you're in a relationship like that, 
you want to it either can make you not closer but at the same time it can really destroy it because say you want to go somewhere with her or him or wherever and they're just not capable of doing it it kind of creates that that tension so i did whatever i could um she wasn't allowed to work so she was just at home drinking all the time yeah that's all still like she was still drinking and i kept it together always kept it together until i came home one day and she was just sitting there in the same clothes she had been in for like days bottle of vodka and just staring at me and i looked down and the dog had shit on the floor so as opposed to her picking it up she put a piece of newspaper over it and just sat there yeah and i went over and i got the broom and i looked at her and i looked at the dog i looked at the dog dead i looked back at her i kept looking and i just took the broom and i threw it across the room and i just walked out because i i couldn't handle it so like after after she passed away it was a lot of tension with her and and my like her mother and i had like i don't know what it was but she it's like every hero needs a villain so mm-hmm. she cast she cast me in that in that role like um at the at the funeral service she walks up to me and she puts her hand out shakes my hand and says keep in touch don't keep in touch whatever <laughs> wow <laughs> I said, all right, well, I guess I, I won't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was, it was really difficult stress with her being sick, especially because I was getting healthier and healthier and exercising and she just getting worse and worse. And it's almost like she, she was upset that I was bettering myself. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just. It made for a lot, a lot of tension. And um, so after she passed, I tried to get everything organized for her mom and get everything set up. And uh, I packaged everything up neatly. She said she was going to be coming over. I said, all right, do you have the key? And I came home from work wondering, all right, what's my place going to look like? It's going to look pretty empty. And I get home. And we had a hide key under this bust. To this day, I don't know who it is. Could have been, <laughs> could have been Julius Caesar. I think one time she said it was Caligula. I, I have no idea. Like I have no idea. Let's go with Caligula. You have a key go- hidden under a bust of Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> and that was missing, and the hide key was exposed. Mm-hmm. So I go in. I look at around. Place looks exactly the same. And I'm like, what is go- like, what is going on? So at around six o'clock, I go to make dinner. I open up the cabinet, and I find what she took. She took the plates and bowls and the silverware, and that was it. And I'm like, ooh, if that's not a passive aggressive move, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what is. So, um. You know, I was running. I was I was getting healthy. I was running, and I decided that I should run my first 5K, and that was in March, like March a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, since I never saw, it, I had this image of people that run races, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to show up, and there's going to be nothing but these hardcore looking runners with the expensive shoes and everything like that and it was it was called the shamrock shuffle so there's people dressed as like leprechauns and all that kind of you know i i looked pretty much homeless in my outfit because i didn't understand the kind of like clothing or anything like that so i was wearing this real heavy cotton sweatshirt and uh, a, like a Carhartt wool hat, and my shoes were all mangled because they were sneakers that were uh, uh, my dog would chew on. 
<laughs> That's the only sneakers that I had. So I ran that, and then right right when it started to the race started, it started to snow. And my only goal with this race was to be able to run the entire time, yeah, and uh, not stop and walk. That's all I wanted to do. And um, so it started to snow, and I thought of another one of my favorite quotes from my mom she said to me she said on the day you were born it was a beautiful day out and then you were born and then a huge snowstorm and ice storm hit (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what exactly are you saying by that (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boy, a therapist could have a field day with that, couldn't they? Oh, Bryce, I... <laughs> She's also said some things like (laughs) she said uh, one time about like comparing my brother and I, she said, you two could be walking down the same street. He would find a five dollar bill. You'd be hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) But she was funny. She was a very funny woman. Well, but no, it started to snow, and um, I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe there's something to this running. Maybe there's something to this, you know, like a rebirth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I ran. Um, I I did well for what you know I thought I was going to get, but it was you know snowing harder and harder. And then by the time that last stretch, my my uh, sweater, my sweatshirt was completely soaked and felt like ten pounds heavier. My hat is like coming down my eyes. Um, my the the bib pretty much fell off, so I'm holding it with my hand <laughs> as as I cross the finish. Like that's that's the visual. It's me with a a, a heavier <laughs> sweatshirt, uh, dog eaten shoes and that everything going on but i finished i was proud of my time and i decided all right you know what i'm i want to do another one and then um two months later this is when the big <laughs> this was a uh, um so two months later i competed in another 5k this one was another one local one right it was hosted at the high school i went to mm-hmm. And um, this one was the booking for looking or something like that. They all have their stupid little names. They have you know? all, yes. There is there is a big book of stupid five K names out there. They all have yeah. they all have weird names. Shake your shamrock and sham <laughs> all those stupid things. But and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And um, like I said, it was at the high school that I attended. I hated that high school. Hated it. So it should have been a good omen, like not to go and participate in this race so i long story short i don't remember running it i woke up i i I guess i don't remember the whole day um it it was only a five minute walk there so i didn't bring anything i didn't bring like an id or anything like that so i i'm guessing i ran the race (laughs) It went at started at the parking lot of the school, uh, went through this um, adjacent park, this uh, Tyler State Park, and then came back around and finished on the track of the high school. So once my, I was told this, once my foot hit the finish line, I had a seizure. I went and I dropped and I guess I really hit my head. I, obviously, I did. And then I went into cardiac arrest right at the end of the race. Just boom, boom. So 
And I, yeah, so I don't remember running the race. I don't remember the day. I don't remember any of it. And, um, wow. And I had no, I, I didn't have any ID on me. And I was admitted to the hospital as a John Doe. Um, and the only way they actually got my information was from my bib. <laughs> they, they, they looked it up. So I, I came to in the hospital and I was um, just wearing only boxers and I was restrained and I was sedated because they said, the, they told me later that the fight or flight kicked in and I must have been throwing punches at like every doctor or whoever imaginable. So I was just wow. they had wrapped in. It was like, a doc, I finally come to a, doc, a doctor's looking over me and I think my, my dad finally arrived by then. I don't know. But what's funny is my, he heard, he heard about it first from my sister-in-law because my sister-in-law works for Facebook. Some guy who ran the race found out my name went on this is social media went on facebook found her messages her hey how's your brother-in-law doing or how so and so uh i was worried to see what happened and she's like what the hell is this so she goes to my brother she's like do you know anything about this <laughs> so, <laughs> the first person that found out was my sister-in-law who lives down in austin texas through social media through Facebook, someone posts something to her on Facebook, and she has no yeah. idea. Yeah, somebody messaged her on Facebook. So I'm in the hospital for a week. I've been in the hospital for two weeks total. Um, so the first week I was in there, it was just to figure out why I went into cardiac arrest. They have no idea, no history of it, no, n never anything like that. The second week um, was just primarily for my head because I came down so hard on my head and um, had stitches and they thought I broke my nose because my eyes were both black. Um, there was brain swelling. So I had to do cognitive therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, uh, the whole like for the next week or so. Like they didn't do any of this the first week in the hospital when I was just the, for the cardiac arrest. So for a week I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and as I, as I learned staying in the hospital, there's an episode of law and order on doesn't matter what time of day or what channel you're going to find an episode <laughs> of law and order. So if you like that show, you're going to, you're going to be okay flipping through the channels. My <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate this show. <laughs> then I discovered that if uh, if there's an 80s sitcom actor, that's the person who killed the uh, person. That's I, the truth. I learned that too, on order. <laughs> so I got sent over to the um, physical therapy for all that. And the first thing they did was they asked, asked me to uh, draw a clock. And I drew the circle. And it looked, I couldn't even do it. It looked like the Salvador Dali. It was like melting. I could really? not, I could not draw it. And then they asked me to, three words and to repeat it back to them. I could not do that. Um, they gave me simple math problems, like five times seven and you know, the 16 plus eight, whatever. And I'm just looking at it like it's asking me, you know, a train leaves St. Louis at two o'clock <laughs> and it's right. traveling 35 an hour, you know, and I'm just looking at it and I'm racing it, I'm going over and I erased it so much I broke the end of the pencil. <laughs> I'm scrubbing it and then I'm yeah. writing it, racing it and I'm writing it and they can see I'm getting more and more frustrated. They're like, all right, well, let's call it a session. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I, you know, I went back and, um, and so you have a lot of time to think and my, <laughs> if I like asked my dad what clothes not to bring me to the hospital, those were the clothes that he brought. <laughs> so the shoes I'm guessing got thrown out, thrown away 
Snickers got thrown away because they looked like, you know, my dog's chew toy. <laughs> and so he brought in my steel tip boots, <laughs> which is great for, you know, doing fig- physical, physical therapy, doing figure eights around a cone. Right. Uh, and um, just like the worst clothing you could possibly bring. So ironically enough, my, my brother comes in to visit and he buys me a pair of very nice running shoes. <laughs> he bought me a Brooks, um, like ghost, I think it was, yeah. but so, you know, and I'm there and I'm like, you know, you have two weeks to think about everything going on. And, um, so thinking aloud, I'm thinking, you know what I should, um, I should get my certification as a personal trainer. I should do this. I should do that. And when I got out, I actually did that because I got my personal trainer certification, nutrition coach certification. And besides the running and walking, what really got me in shape was kickboxing, like cardio kickboxing. Yeah. Like that's ever, if you're as a runner and I learned cross training, that is what you do. Like cardio is like, insane it, it just cardio kickboxing helps you so much because <laughs> it's a high in intensity interval training so you leave and you're just winded <laughs> yeah 45 minute class and you're you're done and then it's like you're you're golden <laughs> so the next day you're running you're like my god i feel like a, a, a kenyan yeah <laughs> yeah and and um my last day there I was talking to, I when I was getting discharged, everybody there was so nice, everybody, except for this last woman. And I was telling her what happened. And I'm not quite sure why I was telling her. And I told her what happened with the, with the, the 5K and, you know, with my girlfriend who had, you know, died two months prior to, like, me dying pretty much. Yeah. She's like, well, all you're doing is running away from your problems. I said, no. <laughs> I said, I said how, do you, how do you figure that? <laughs> and she didn't, she did not have an answer. So and I, and I got discharged from the hospital and I was still not really, I, I didn't, once again, I ran some races and I ran, but I wasn't like a runner. I was not in that category. And I don't like sitting around and they offer me six six months of disability after I left, after I got discharged. And, you know, in the hospital for two weeks, and I was home for two weeks, and I had to get a physical. And uh, I told my doctor what happened. And he says to me all smugly, he's like, well, I guess your running days are over. And that's just like, (laughs) and, and for me, spite is a great motivator (laughs) 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 so i i said you know what i don't want any disability i said cancel it so two weeks later i went back to work and i I waited long enough that my my chest stopped hurting yeah from the compressions when they like you Mm. know and um so couple of months passed and I'm like, you know what? I need to do something. So I signed up. My first race I did was actually a Spartan race. And, um, which is not, it's a lot of fun, but not easy for me because when I was 24, I broke my left arm. I tore tendons and I dislocated my hip. So lifting a a hundred pound ball and walking and carrying that, you you do feel that <laughs> right but then like i i vowed that you know what i'm gonna do at least one race per month at least so it was you know it was a lot of a lot of 5ks a lot of you know stupid things like that but still because i'm like a sucker for the medals now like i didn't know you got medals and like that first race the 5k i did they're handing me one i'm like holy shit really <laughs> <laughs> Now I have a I have a life size C three PO at home. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I put all the medals on. Yeah, but it, no, it was just um, like I said, like spite for me. That was it. I wanted to just show him that I could do this, and um, 
you know, go back and, you know, between me dying and then my girlfriend, it kind of puts everything into perspective as cliche as as kind of that sounds <laughs> in a way. And Well, no, it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't sound cliche. The, the million stories that I hear is a partner will get healthy and the other partner will support or the other yeah. partner will at some point find running. My wife found running much later than I did, but you know, she was never like, it was never a bad thing. It was always an, she always encouraged in that sort of thing. But you got to think for a minute, the situation you were coming from. So here you are, you're with this woman for how long? Uh, five years. Five years. You live with someone for five years. There's a bond. And and the relationship that you had was one that was, it seemed like it was kind of built on unhealthy habits of, um, of being yeah, sedentary yeah. And, and, and drinking and, and that sort of thing. But the reality is, Scott, five years with that woman, five years yeah. of of time together and five years. And I'm sure there were great times in those five years. I'm sure it's not five years of, of horribleness. Oh, of no one sticks yeah. around for five years of suck. Um, you know, <laughs> it, right. So you have these years and you, you got a wake up call. It was your mom buying you XL shirts and saying those shirts you're wearing are a little, are a little snug. And so you made, you made the decision to, to get in shape. And there's yeah. two ways that could have gone. I mean, that could have gone a different direction. She could have said, yeah. my God, Scott, look at you. I, I, I want a part of this. I, I want to make a change too. But, but she didn't. And you really can't, yeah. you can't make yeah. somebody change. You can't, you know, you can only do what you do. And to think about how that ended, you know, I mean, if it just ended with like, hey, this is not working out. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to try and do healthier things and I wish you all the best. Great. You have that closure. She goes on with her life. You go on with yours. It happens all the time. There's breakups yeah. all the time. I find that as a father of two t- uh, girls, whenever I start liking the guy, they break up with them. Breakups happen all the time. I witness them here in the house. Um, but Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yours, yours ended in the worst way possible. She passed. Yeah. Yeah. And all you're left with is is did did my decisions to get healthy did this hurt it? Did could I have stopped it? Could I have changed her? You know, you're probably asking yourself a million different questions. And I think what that nurse said, there's probably some truth in that. Yeah. You you lost someone even though that relationship was over. You know, you knew that this is it. I can't continue on like this. But you still lost someone that you gave five years of your life to. Yeah. And so jumping headlong into getting healthy, you know, because you listen, you want to take those extras, extra large shirts back to the store and exchange them for largest. I, but I did, you know, I did with them. I never opened them and I kept them in my closet. Yeah. So every morning. I, I woke up and I looked at him. <laughs> I was like, it was like motivation, no. right? It was like great motivation yeah. for you to, to, to turn your life around. But so yeah. you, you do that, you get into running, you get into fitness and all that stuff. And then I'm sure the things that you put your body through with the drinking and just not exercising and all that, it caught up to you at some point. It caught up to you at your old high school, it sounds yes. like. And, <laughs> and whatever happened, here you are. You make it to the finish line, and you keel over, and for all intents and purposes, you're dead. They had, dead. They, had to, they had to push your heart back to starting yeah. because it was done. Your heart stopped. Yeah. Very, it's very scary to think that. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, seriously. Yeah, you were. I died. You died. I was dead. You died yeah. at that finish line. You were brought back, 
And first of all, had you not been wearing that bib, you could have been John Doe the whole time and never got the bill. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's, I'm Scott Baldwin. I'm not John Doe. You send that bill to yeah. somewhere else. Who knew? They're, they're good for something else besides tracking your time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because of that bib, darn it. It didn't fall off. Scott got the bill. Um, <laughs> um, but no. And you're sitting in that hospital for, for two weeks and here you are, your brain is not functioning normal. You know, you are having a hard time figuring out what a clock is and you continue (laughs) to make those decisions to be a better person, to get healthy. But have you ever really taken the time to just kind of sit with all that has happened to you over the last couple of years, the, the, your own death and the, the death of, of a, of a beloved partner it didn't end the way you wanted it to, the relationship. Yeah. But again, you gave her five years. Have you ever had a chance to just kind of sit there and, and deal with that? Yes. I, you, you know, you, you need your, I, I always said I need my me time. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody needs their, their me time. And so I can just sit and just, you know, take it all in and be like, you know what? I survived this. I survived that. Because I was actually, I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I've been taking medicine since I was seven. Right. I don't know. Any, I don't know what it's like not to <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that kept me out of a lot of things. You know, like I wanted to join the military when I graduated high school. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go away to school. I, you know, couldn't do that. And, um, Oh, nothing about, <laughs> I just remembered, um, my girlfriend's mom when I was, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm jumping around. When I was over at her house because she was in hospice, um, sitting bedside, and she's talking to a woman right outside, and I'm in earshot, and she pretty much knows I can hear everything. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I think her biggest regret is never marrying Chris. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh my god! She's like, yeah, Chris is the only one that ever treated her nicely. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. So yeah, and, and, and uh, so I, you know, I'm doing the five Ks now. Keep in mind, before that five K, I had never run more than two miles. Right. And um. So I'm like, you know what? You, you get to figure out how good you are at something. You can't just keep doing the same thing. Right. You got to keep trying this. I did this this level, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna run the Philadelphia half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I had never run 13 miles before that. I ran like 10 miles at the most, and my goal once again was just do it without stopping, and I did it. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, you know, I, I did it, and you know, good time, very nice medal from the good people at the fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that that was fun, and then I just continued my at least one or two races a month, and the the Rocky Run, which I'm going to be doing, <laughs> which is, you know, once again, not serious people. People dress as like Rocky and Ivan Drago and whatnot. And, um, but that led me up to um, the dirty, the dirty German, mm-hmm. the 50K. And I, that's when I'm like, oh, these people are going to be like so hardcore and they're going to be so mean. And, Though that community is probably the nicest community in the world, you know what I mean? Like the ultra community, it's very close knit, but they're very welcoming and they're very, it's like one guy, um, it, it was, um, it was started to just downpour at one point, like right in the beginning. And the guy was like, Oh, do you want uh, my extra shirt? Cause all I have was short sleeves. So it's stuff like, it's stuff like that. There was only one, only one guy I didn't like, but he was just—he was just very rude. So it was at um, the uh, the race was held at Pennypack Park, just just outside Philly, and they have it there every year. And every year it seems to just rain, 
Mm-hmm. So they they did the. I actually I signed up only for the twenty five k at first, and then as they had the fifty k and then the fifty mile, and I'm I'm listening to an interview with David Goggins, which probably motivates a whole ton of people. Yes, he does. Talking about um, the guy was asking him, well how should I train for a half marathon? He's like, well, why don't you, you know, expletive, why don't you train for a fucking marathon? You know, stuff like that. So it's I so funny because I, I saw him do a Ted talk and he just talked in his normal voice. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> right. Like I was expecting the Ted talk starts. I'm expecting like time for my Ted talk, motherfucker. What do you think of this <laughs> bullshit? You know, and, and, and all that. And and it was just like, let me tell you about running and, and yeah. <laughs> my, my three times in the Navy seal hell week. And I was like, this is so strange. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with David Goggins? <laughs> So yeah, so he's like kind of yelling at the guy. Mm-hmm. It's like you're only you're you're training for this. Why not train for that? So I went back on the uh, the ultra side of, and then I changed my my uh, listing. I'm like, all right, I want to sign up for the 50k. I don't want to do the 25k. I got to do something else. So I did that, and uh, I signed up for it. the race. Is it was all trail, all you know, dirt and. Um, like I said, it was just raining. It was just mud. It, it was just, which, you know, going in though, I, I, I'm like thinking, I love being outside. I love just being in like, like the park and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, when I was a little kid, I'd be go to New Hampshire to see my uncle. His backyard was a presidential range. Like his yeah. backyard was Mount Washington. Yeah. So we would go there and hike up it. And, um, his neighbor, uh, I'm to, I don't know why I remember this day. They, he pointed at his neighbors. He's like, you see those two? I'm like, yeah. He's like, they run up that every day. <laughs> it was like this older couple. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's impressive. I want to do that. <laughs> they're probably still doing it to this day, and that's why they're they're yeah. in good shape and they're living. <laughs> and um, so the so it's a 15 mile loop, and um, you just do it twice. So. The first time there's a, a creek you do have to run through. And I love stuff like that. I want to run through creeks. I want to do all that kind yeah. of stuff. So the first time I run through it, the creek is maybe shin high. So at the end, when I got to do it again, <laughs> the creek is now mid-thigh mm-hmm. <laughs> level. Yeah. And and I'm stopping and I'm, I'm looking around because it's all marked by pink flags. Now, I, I, I've never done this before, so I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, I don't want to get lost because my direction is so bad. And the guy making the announcement before the race says, just keep an eye out for the pink ribbons because I don't want you to end up in New Jersey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, so on the way back, I, I get there, same creek, you know, thigh high, and – um. And I just stopped because I didn't see any ribbons. So I'm like, is this where I got to go? I don't want to go the wrong way. And it was that one guy who I just did not like runs up to me. And he's like, well, you don't know how to do it? And I'm like, well, I do. <laughs> he's like, just man the fuck up <laughs> and run. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did it. <laughs> Ran through. It was like, uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was it, – just soaked by the end it was just but it was so much fun those trails it's just so much fun doing that and the people are great like everybody is always like oh great job great job you know passing by you and at first i'm thinking are they saying great job to me because i'm doing a really bad job and they're trying to like motivate me (laughs) 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 or or what i've no (laughs) right it, um, yeah, so, but I had so much fun doing that, and then I told the my kickboxing instructor about it, and she was like, you just feel you can probably do anything right now, can't you? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's putting it, and then my, my friend calls me, and he's like, how the fuck did you run 31 miles? He's like, did you, you didn't do anything in high school, and I'm like... <laughs> I said, no, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like, it's all mental. 
Yeah. It's really, you know, I've been through so much that it's just mental. You just break it down into things. I don't, I didn't see it as 31 miles. I saw it was like 11 5Ks <laughs> or I saw, yeah. or, or I saw, you know, three miles to the next uh, aid station. Yeah. Right. Just, you don't, you can't look at the whole thing. You know, it's like life. I got to just break it down and see it for what it is. But like, it, I didn't realize too with the aid stations how great they are. <laughs> you were probably expecting a 5K aid station where they've got a jug of Gatorade that's not like mixed properly. <laughs> right. I first one, there's like grilled cheese and like Oreos and all this. And I'm like, oh my God. And there's like Mountain Dew. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I have not had Mountain Dew in the longest time. And the guy's like, you're going to want it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're going to want it by the next aid station. So by the next one, I'm like downing pieces of grilled cheese and flat Mountain Dew. Like, it's the greatest meal I've ever had in my <laughs> in my lifetime. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And like yeah, so it, that's a, you know when you when you do something like that, it always plants like I think like with anybody running, you know you you do that five k, and then you're like, well, I've tried this, mm-hmm. I want to do this, and like I noticed too with like the ultra running community, everybody seems to have a story, everybody has a background, you know, because the way I see it is, you know, I've I've been through some stuff. But I could be standing in a room with 30 people and 15 other people might have had it so much tougher than I have. So I'm grateful that I'm here now. (laughs) Technically, I am because I was dead. (laughs) Right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. No, you 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 definitely have a good grasp on perspective because of all the things you've been through. I mean, I, I think it's hard when you really haven't been through tough things to know what you really can accomplish. And I think for yeah. a lot of us, you, you know, ultra running gives us that I can do tough things. I've been through and it's not mm-hmm. not to compare a ultra race to losing a spouse or losing a loved one or dying or whatever, but I think for some of us there is that that challenge that hard things, that going down to deep places that you maybe don't go all the time because you're just miserable yes. and you got six miles left to the next aid station. You can't drop at that aid station, so you got to go two stations more and you got like all of that stuff and dealing with that. And I think ultra running provides that for so many people, but you already have been through a whole lot of just garbage. And so you could look at that race and go like, oh God, I died once. I, I This is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I died once. Eh, you know, I died. Right. Uh, in law is always like you're so strong you've been through so much and i'm like i'm like i you know i, I don't know any different i it's what i've always been through like mm-hmm. i don't know like i just it's just like it's what i do <laughs> just keep moving right you know, it's like running it's kind of like a metaphor for like running you just keep moving forward you know doesn't matter how fast just keep going yeah you know? but at um but you I, I can tell how much i've gotten into running just by if you look at my Amazon and eBay past purchases (laughs) (laughs) and how how boring I've become over like my last couple um, I got excited because I ordered blister proof socks and I'm like oh man awesome they came in the mail today and uh, and I'm like all right my uh, my moleskin tape came today yes <laughs> Got some blister-free socks. This is going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> like everything's books about running. You know, ultra like every pretty much 
running book that is out there. It's just everything. It, and, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it's always just something running related. It's never anything to do, like, anything fun like I <laughs> used to. Right. <laughs> like, it's all, like, everything's bought for, like, a certain reason. Yeah. No, and I, I, I like, think... I, it's, it's funny because, you know, you are early into the sport and you found this sport in a very unique way. And it's always great to hear people's impression of the first time you roll into an ultra. And I think you you talk about how the community is different. And I think there's certain things that happen in an ultra marathon that rarely happen in big city like marathon and half marathon races, yeah. which kind of foster that community. First of all, there are no wave starts everybody starts well i mean there's the, the massive ones like utmb yeah, but yeah. western states the arguably greatest ultra marathon in the united states everybody starts at the same time everybody gets yeah. in the same corral you can if you want to go right up next to courtney DeWalter and start with her if you wanted to <laughs> yeah. and she wouldn't be like get out of here you don't belong up here she'd be like hey we're going come on let's go up this mountain yeah. together and i think it's because the sport hasn't gotten big, too big yet. We are yeah. still the fastest, one of the fastest growing sports in the United States. But yeah. that moment, right? Like that, everybody conquers the same course. Some people take longer than others, but you're all starting yeah. at the same time. Yeah, but exactly. And yeah. there's so much encouraging of people who have won, and you've seen beautiful examples of people who have won races that have stayed there through the end. And have cheered yeah. people on. Like, I'm sorry, you're not going to see the winner of the Boston Marathon sitting at the finish line for two hours going like, yes, good job, good job. And it's, yeah. it's just not the way the sport is, you're right? Not. But more people talked about that guy shitting on that person's yard at the Boston Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Right. The right. Winner. No, the I funny thing was, I it's heard like more stories about that. I know, but people were like losing their mind over a guy shitting in someone's yard. But all of us <laughs> ultra runners are like, that's like called like a Tuesday. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I got a friend. We have a running route. He has taken a dump in a cornfield so many times. I'm like that. <laughs> that corn is part of you now. There, you know, that's that sweet corn. <laughs> Is going to be extra, extra sweet, but that's like no big yeah. deal to us. But you think about it, there's that separation, right? Yeah. Like the elites, the elites and the back of the Packers do not mix because yeah. one starts 45 minutes ahead of the other. Where in ultra running, you can. If you want to run with Jim Walmsley, feel free. You can go right up there to the front. No one's going to stop you. No one's going to say you don't belong here. I remember seeing one race. This was years ago where Carl Meltzer showed up. It's about five years ago. Carl is one of the greatest 100-mile ultramarathon runners in the world. And some guy didn't know who he was. And so he saddled up right next to him and tried to hang for 10 miles. And he, and he was just like, what? Oh, wait a minute. This guy's famous? <laughs> you know? I mean... I mean you know what? It's funny with everything that goes into it. It's not... I mean, it's... It's so, I mean, besides the training, mm -hmm. because, you know, it, it's all mental, but then just getting prepared otherwise. Like I, like I just did the, um, the 12 hour, yeah. the, the loopy looper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's in a park, it's a three and three quarter loop going around. And, um, the one guy like going in, like the stuff I was buying, I mean, the, the cashier must've thought I was like buying stuff for like a children's party where I expected violence to break out because it's all like sweet foods and like band-aids and like <laughs> yeah. neosporin. Yep. <laughs> so I'm yep. like, it's all laid out. <laughs> She's kind of looking at me odd. I'm like, nope. Yep. Oatmeal cookies and neosporin. It's right. going to be a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, but the what do you what's but, what's you've you've progressed you've you've enjoyed this you've gone 50k now you've done 12 hours you've got a real taste of the bug i'm doing another 12 hour next month yeah i'm doing september 17th is i'm doing the uh philadelphia distance run the mm -hmm. half marathon mm -hmm. um september 30th is the city invincible 
uh, in Camden, New Jersey, mm-hmm. just right under the Ben Franklin Bridge. It's a 400-meter track, so you're just running 12 hours on the same same track. So I'm doing that one. Um, uh, I I I messaged. There's a, the the runner uh, Michael Gigliardi. Mm-hmm. He he did the. He he's a winner. He wins every year at the. Um, he does the most miles yeah. at the um, at the Looney Looper. He did seventy seven. I was like, oh, I got forty one. That's pretty cool. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I, I, uh, he's. I guess he's doing that race too coming up. And um, I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, so what's your advice? His advice was go slow. I'm like, oh, I, I got that down already. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go slow, and if you're feeling you're going too slow, go slower. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of advice? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go slow. (laughs) So then, yeah, so I got that, and then I have October 15th, I'm doing the the Mule Skinner 50 Mile. Um, They do the, the... Denali 135, mm-hmm. and they also do host this yeah. over by. Then I, I like I'm like ultra sign up. I'm always going on there now. I'm always on that website looking like always just. And then I have the the dirty Austrian 60k at the end of October. Um, and there was another one I just saw. I'm, I have so many plans; it's just ridiculous now. So I'm I'm at that point where I want to. I do want to. I want to do one of like the big ones. I want to do like the obviously not the bad water, but you know something right. like the Hill. I, I I need to. I just want to enter it. You know, I I don't care if I get a DNF. I just want to be able to know that I got into one of those. I know it's like difficult, but you know some. I I want to do a 100 miler. That's my my goal right now. That's that's my objective. Well, hey, if you can if you can live through dying, I think you can live through. <laughs> yeah, you I, know? Got whole, I got the whole dying thing down. So I figured, yeah. <laughs> well, and and you can go to the doctor who said, "Sounds like your running days are over," and go, "Looks like they're not." And then, oh no no oh, that's <laughs> postscript to that. It's funny. Um, I've been running longer than now. He's a doctor. Um, he lost his license. <laughs> How did he lose his license? Um, he he forgot the one of those rules about not being allowed to sleep with your patients. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. So that one slipped my mind. Yeah, that's you. That's when you want to send him an email going. Looks like your doctoring days are over. <laughs> I was. I told my dad I was going to get his cell phone number and just keep texting him random photos of the medals I got. I said, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the big question, Scott. We got to end the interview with this question because this is the one everyone wants to know. What does mom think? Unfortunately, mom passed. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a bad – well, she was she was very happy with everything after I got out of the hospital. She she was still alive. Then. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know you've made the right choices. She's like, you're doing well. I'm I'm like very proud of you. But she she had actually passed away two weeks before my Spartan race. Yeah, the first race after I died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my dad like there was a lot of trepidation. My dad was like, mm, Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, he's, Please call me the minute the minute you are done with this thing and like i spent my day going you know what i remember the day so far so that is a plus right it was like my age i'm like all right i wake up i remember doing it (laughs) yes but yeah no unfortunately you know she passed but you know i'm i can i am trying to think of other things that she has said to me over the years that were mean and funny (laughs) you have to wear those shirts you have to wear those shirts she got you you have to worry about that uh, yeah um, calling me jerk face. That was one. I still don't understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. My grandmother, and I'll get the word wrong. I don't wrong. want to paint her in a bed. I don't no, want to no, paint no. her in a bed. Don't worry about that. I'll tell you what. My, my grandmother, for years, and I'll get the word wrong. My buddy Martin will correct me. But my grandmother, for years, and she was first generation born of German parents in the United States. So her parents were from Germany. She was born here. And so she grew up in a house that spoke German. Um, and so she would call us her little arschlocks. Or something along those lines, and apparently that means asshole. Or I'm saying it's, it's the German. She basically calls it a German word for asshole. And I had no idea until years later that my grandma was calling us all of her grandkids little assholes. So, yeah, well, my my mom was actually straightforward with that because she had an oven mitt with like an old like the you know the 50s woman. Yeah, and it's her holding a mitt, and then it says, "I love my asshole kids." All the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got that for my grandma. She would have loved that. Oh, they're available. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember another thing. Well, I love my grandma and I miss her dearly. Helen Pluckelman. Um, she was she was old school Catholic, like old school. Yeah. Like she, the Pope, the Pope talks to Jesus all the time. And if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. And she would tell us all the time because we. I grew up in a Lutheran household, which the scandal that caused. Good Lord, she would always say like. You know you are going to hell, but I do love you. <laughs> it's like, oh, Grandma, I love you too. Put in a good word for me. I mean, so I, I know she's not waiting for me because she's thinking I'm, she's pretty sure that I'm going to hell. But I love her anyway. It's that old. You know what it is? Certain generation of people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, the one podcast the that one. Uh, the woman who had the pet pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Listening to that when I was running, and I was uh, when I found out when she said the pig's name was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I, just, I was just like started laughing hysterically, and then the same time I'm running, I'm thinking, what would I name my pet pig? <laughs> what would you name your pet pig, Scott? I came up with it. All right, uh, Mia Ham. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's a winner. Soccer player ham product you know something like that <laughs> but no i mean listening to your podcast you, you just hear stories and you know like i said there's people that are going to have it just 10 times harder than you mm-hmm. like that the woman um karen yeah karen sparks yep i mean her kids were killed i was like my god you know you you, you hear that and you're like my life is not bad <laughs> like that's that's something that is you you You've got to be a strong person to come back from something like that. And that's another thing that's so great about the community is there's so many strong people who have been through horrible things, but they haven't let it destroy them. They've almost let it let it fuel them to to go out there and, and do the things that they're that they're doing, the incredible things that they're doing. I think one of the things with my podcast is, I'm to be perfectly honest with you folks. The big names don't want to talk. They don't. I don't know anybody. Like the only reason I can get a big name on this podcast is because Andy Jones Wilkins owes me a favor and will give me a, an email or whatever, or we'll set a person up for, you know, to, but people, big people do not want to go on the adventure jogger. They want to go on, you know, the talk to Dylan Bowman or whatever. And that's cool. That's perfectly fine. Well, I, I kind of felt like an egomaniac because it's always like it, it, you're, somebody always refers the desk <laughs> to you. Right. Like I'm the one that contacted you about me. Ah, that's okay. You're not like, the first one. Much of <laughs> Once you said you died, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. He's been dead. <laughs> I'll have him on. That'd be that'd be good. No, but I think like everybody's got a story. You're right. You said it earlier in the podcast, and it's kind of the tagline for the podcast is every runner has a story. Um, and so I kind of like, well, listen, people ain't gonna call me back with the big names. Occasionally they do, and I'm and I'm always like totally blown away by it. Um I'm trying to get a hold. Courtney DeWalter and I have exchanged emails. So that yeah. could happen. Fingers crossed, everybody. But no, to hear a story like yours and, and to see what you've you've gone through. I think there's every runner has a story. And I and I I figure why not take some time and and uh and hear those those stories. And Scott, you've had a great story. Thank you for sharing it well, on the Adventure Jogger. Yeah. 
maybe. And then I'm, I'm actually I'm writing a book about the last couple of years, so figure I'll put that together. Yeah, let me if know I, when it's done. What's that? Let me know when it's done. I'd love to read it. I'll, uh, contact you, and hopefully uh, you uh, enjoyed my time. Hopefully you put up with me enough, and uh, <laughs> I, I can self-promote it. Yeah. I can contact you again because I'm an egomaniac, I guess. It's a deal. We're all egomaniacs. That's how. <laughs> that, that's the game, Scott. We spend hours in the woods and expect our, our families to wait for us. And we're all <laughs> yeah. egomaniacs. Yeah, I do. And I'm like, I'll be back in 12 hours. You want to wait here? Right. No, no not at all. Not at all. Wow, 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 wow